150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fifth Seal, Episode 2. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. Fifth Seal is a podcast I do to bring awareness and prayer to our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Every year I count down the top 50 countries on Open Doors USA's World Watch List. Twice a month, uh, from January to October, the second and fourth Wednesdays of the month, I count down from 50 to 31 then throughout the month of November, which about 12 years ago I dubbed to be Persecuted Church Awareness Month, I count down from 30 to number 1. It is a countdown, which is why the episode numbers are going backwards. You're not losing your mind. Today's episode 2, yesterday was episode 3. Tomorrow will be our final episode for the year, episode 1, which is the worst country for Christians to live in based on the persecution they endure because of their faith in Jesus Christ. This has been a great month. Um... As far as subscribers and members, because of you guys who have been here for a long time, continuing to, one, personally invite people to join us uh, to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world, but also when you like, share, and comment on the videos, it causes that algorithm to send those videos out to a wider audience so more and more people who are apt to join us can see that video. So once again, thank you for everybody who has uh, been with me throughout the year, um, continuing to invite people. We've had a lot of new people. That's the background uh, for the new folks. Um, again, thank you uh, for being here. And all that being said, it is Tuesday, November 29th, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from Morningstar News. A group of Muslim extremists in eastern Uganda seriously wounded a pastor and his wife in an attack on a meeting at their church on November 18th, he said. The knife attack on an evening service of Believer's Church in Nansanko Village, Kibuku District, came in response to an evangelistic event in August where five young Muslim men, ages 19 to 27, put their faith in Christ, said the 56-year-old victim of the assault, Pastor Jude Sitaalo. Quote, I had been warned three times with threatening messages, unquote, Pastor Sitaalo told Morningstar News, adding that the threats were made both face-to-face -face and in phone texts, with one stating, quote, Pastor, let our children come back to Islam, if we are, and if not, we are going to kill you and destroy your church, unquote. He said he and his wife, Niasaga Sitaalo, were meeting with 10 other church members when he saw a mosque leader leading a group of Muslims who intruded into the service at about 7.35 p.m. Quote, they got a hold of me and started beating me with sticks while one of them cut me with a long knife, unquote, Pastor Sitaalo told Morningstar News. Quote, one member of the church and my wife tried to rescue me, but they were seriously beaten up with sticks, unquote. Other church members fled for their lives, he said. Pastor Sitaalo sustained knife wounds on his head, hand, and back, and his wife was also cut on the forehead and back, he said. Quote, we are suffering for pastoring converts from Islam, unquote, the pastor said from his hospital bed. Pastor Sitaalo said that he 
said he, let me read that again. Pastor Sitaalo said he, that after recovering, he would seek advice from church elders before deciding whether to file a police report. In Katantala village, Kiboga district in the Bergen, Berganda region, northwest of Kampala, Muslim extremists on November 8 beat a pastor and demolished his Voso Voluntary Salvation Outreach Church of Christ building for leading 23 Muslims to Christ in August, said Pastor Agaba Azera. The conversions took place after church members visited homes to share the gospel on August 14th through the 17th, he said. Quote, this angered Muslims and they came and attacked the church on November 8th at about 8 p.m. while we were in the meeting we were in the evening fellowship, unquote, Pastor Azera told Morningstar News. Quote, from out of nowhere, people came shouting and chanting Islamic words as if they were going to attend Aid prayers. They started beating us and pushing the church building down as well as pulling off the iron sheets, unquote. Some church members fled from the church site in Katantala village, 27 kilometers from Kiboga town, he said. Quote, I was beaten badly with blunt objects, but glory to the Lord Jesus because I survived, though they thought they had killed me, unquote, Pastor Azera said from his hospital bed. Quote, this incident happened because of our evangelistic activities in the Muslim community of Ketantala and Kapapali villages, unquote. The pastor, who sustained leg, back, arm, and head injuries, said he recalled one of the assailants saying, quote, you brought kafiri, infidels, here and converted our elderly women by giving her salt and soup. You must die today. Unquote. Police said investigations were underway. The attacks were the latest of many instances of persecution of Christians in Uganda, the Morning Star News has documented. Uganda's constitution and other laws provide for religious freedom, including the right to propagate one's faith and convert from one faith to another. Muslims make up no more than 12% of Uganda's population, with high concentrations in eastern areas of the country. So, again, just a couple more incidences of Christians who are actively uh, preaching the gospel, who are seeing Muslims repent and put their faith in Christ, are being targeted more and more in these areas by they call them or Muslim extremists in these articles. I call them Muslim fundamentalists because they're simply following after the fundamentals of their faith. So pray for these pastors, Pastor Sita'ala and Pastor Azera. Uh, pray that they will recover. Pray that they will continue to be bold in their proclamation of the gospel. And pray that God will use them to continue to draw people to himself in uh, repentance and faith. And that brings us to... Our world watch list country for today, number two, which is South Korea. For most of the time I've been doing this podcast, South Korea has been number one. They fell to number two this year, which means we have a, a new number one, which we'll get to tomorrow. So a few facts about North Korea. The region is Asia. Persecution type is communist and post-communist oppression. The religion is agnosticism. The persecution level is extreme. Population of North Korea is 25,000, 25,951,000, of which about 400,000 are Christians, so uh, less than uh, half of a percent. Uh, the government is a single party dictatorship, and the leader is Chairman Kim, Kim Jong un. So, what does persecution look like in North Korea? 
North Korea has been at or near the top of the world watch list for more than 20 years. That's because any North Korean caught following Jesus is at immediate, re, immediate risk of imprisonment, brutal force, brutal torture, and death. An estimated 50,000 to 70,000 Christians are imprisoned in North Korea's notorious system of prisons and labor camps. And to make matters worse, often a family will share the same fate as a person captured. The government ruled by the Kim family views Christians as the most dangerous political class of people, and the persecution is violent and intense. North Korean parents often hide their faith from their children. Churches of more than a few people are non-existent, and most worship is done as secretly as possible. Life for Christians in North Korea is a constant cauldron of pressure. Capture or death is only a mistake away. What has changed this year? Because of the government's closure of all borders as a COVID-19 precaution, Christians are at even more risk. Even the limited ability of some believers to escape to China for help with food and medicine has become even more difficult. In 2021, the government made a rare admission that the situation in North Korea is difficult, which was obvious to international observers who have warned about the impact of failed harvests in the North Korean people on the North Korean people. Additionally, experts say North Korea's network of prison camps has been expanded by at least 20,000 people. Christians are, of course, affected by these realities where believers are known by authorities for past quote-unquote crimes like possessing a Bible. They are on the lowest rung of society and neglected for whatever meager food aid is available. North Korea continues to be extremely dangerous for followers of Jesus and it's not likely to change anytime soon unless the kin... Kim regime is toppled. What is, who is most vulnerable to persecution? Every Christian in North Korea is vulnerable and in danger. Ways we can pray for North Korea. Christians in North Korea are in danger. Pray for Christians who worship secretly. Christians who are in prison and, and the families of Christians who have been arrested or killed. Ask God to be with these believers and to strengthen them to find hope and see his hand at work in their lives. Pray for the heart of Kim Jong-un and the other leaders of the North Korean regime. The Kim family has led for so long and brutally opposed God's people. Pray for a change of heart that Kim might see the beauty of the gospel and the love Jesus has for him. Open Doors Network in China are vital to keep the North Korean church up and running. Many of the Christians who make it to our safe houses in China return home, equipped to carry the gospel to small pockets of believers. Pray for the success and safety of these safe houses. And for the travel, uh, for the travels of North Korean Christians, who make the dangerous trek to and from China, let's pray. Father, thank you so much that you've provided us this time to come together to lift up our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in you. Lord, we praise you that you have provided a platform through social media that we can come together across vast distances and even across the span of time as people will watch this video or download this podcast even days from now, Lord, and and uh, still lift their voices up with us as we pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. Lord, we pray for... Uh, Pastor Sita, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. One moment. Pastor Sitaalo and Pastors uh, Ezera in Uganda, Lord, we pray, and Pastor Sitaalo's wife as well. Lord, we pray for a, a quick recovery for them. Lord, that they would heal from their wounds. 
um, but also that their their faith would remain strong, that even in the midst of all of this, as their bodies strengthen um, through the healing process, Lord, that their faith would strengthen as well, that they would recognize that, um, again, we see these countries where people are so willing to endure this kind of persecution. It's because they know that that, that your gospel is not about their best life now. It's not about what they can physically receive from you lord but it is the forgiveness of sins and that is what people are willing to endure this persecution for and lord i pray that you would use pastor sitalo and pastor uh pastor Ezra to proclaim that gospel to others around them that even those who have attacked them lord i pray that even the people in these mobs that came in and did physical uh, damage to these men and 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 other church members, Lord, that, that you would draw them to repentance and faith. Lord, I, I pray that each of these pastors would be able to look into the eyes of those men who attacked them and see repentance and see what was an enemy, what was someone who wanted to see them dead become a brother in Christ. And so, God, we pray that you would be glorified in that. It's only through your power, through your Holy Spirit, that any of this can happen. And so we pray that that you would, again, help their bodies to heal, keep their strength, their faith strong, and their their boldness to to preach the gospel intact, Lord, and, and be glorified in that. Lord, we lift up our brothers and sisters in North Korea. Those um, who are, are just who worship secretly, Lord, those who who aren't even able to tell anyone else that they have they have encountered um, this Christ who, who paid the penalty for their sin. Uh, Lord, I pray that, that you would provide Bibles, that you would provide teachers, that you would provide pastors, evangelists, um, disciples, Lord, people who can come alongside of them, even in a just in a secretive way. Um, to, to help them to learn more of your word, to uh, become more mature in their faith, and that you would use all of this to draw others to repentance and faith in you. That people would see that there are people that are there that are willing to endure such harsh persecution simply because of the name of Christ, because they've been forgiven of their sin, and they know that this is the purpose of the gospel, to provide um, uh, eternal life with you, away from the the power and the presence and the penalty of sin, Lord. And so we thank you for that. We pray specifically for for Kim Jong-un and all of the leaders in this regime, but specifically Kim Jong-un right now, Lord, that that somebody would make a proclamation that he would hear it through the Internet, that he would somehow hear your gospel, Lord, that he would hear and understand that he is a sinner, destined for hell, in need of a Savior, and that you, Jesus, God incarnate, came to the earth, went to the cross to pay the penalty for my sin and his sin, and that he would hear this, that your Holy Spirit would turn his heart, and that he would repent and put his faith in you, Lord. God, I I pray for the day that I could call Kim Jong-un a brother in Christ, and see him turn the face of North Korea away from this agnosticism, away from communism, toward you, Lord. Toward toward repentance, towards faith, towards your glory. And we pray for that for him, for his family, and for all of the leaders 
um, in the regime there, Lord. And we pray for open doors and we pray for other parachurch groups that are working with safe houses and networks in China to provide food, to provide Bibles, to provide gospel and training to these believers in North Korea, Lord, that you would give them wisdom, that you would give them boldness, that you would make connections and that you would continue to be glorified in what's happening through these two uh, countries that are so, uh, where Christians are so oppressed, Lord, but you are, are doing miraculous things through the believers that are there. And we pray that you would continue to do so and that you would continue to be glorified in it because it is for your glory and in your name that we pray these things, Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you guys again. Thank you for joining me. Uh, 10 to 15 minutes a day. Went a little over this time. Um, but just to become more aware and to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button on the Evangelical Norm Network on YouTube. Uh, join us at the, at the Fifth Seal page on Facebook. If you don't have time to, to watch a video, then go anywhere where you get your audio podcast. Amazon. Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, any of these places you can download the podcast. Excuse me. Put us in your earbuds, take us with you, and lift your voices with ours as we pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until tomorrow, Soli Deo Gloria.